sometimes we have to be alone to understand who we are so that we can have more intentional relationships, conversations, and people around us. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of What School Didn't Teach Me. It's your host, Jasmine Camber, and class is officially in session. I know I get excited about every episode, but I'm a little excited about this episode because today we're talking about friendships. Friendship dynamics, friendships evolving, friendships dissolving. We're just going to talk about friendships. And so I really just want to jump right into it because I have no time to waste and I only have a couple points and then I'm going to get y'all out of here and y'all can go on with the rest of your day. So I want to start this episode off with the title of this episode, which is inspired by both my Mima and my mom. You know, my Mima used to say this to my mom and my mom would say it to me. And it's something that has really helped me look at some of my friendships and enjoy the moments that I have with the people that I call friends and also understand when it's time to let certain people go, even when it's hard. And so the saying is that people are in your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And hearing that for the first time was like mind-blowing. And it put so much in perspective to me because it's true. You know, people come into our lives and we deem them close and they either teach us a lesson, they are either only there for a season until their time is up, or, you know, you get those occurrences where you find your forever friends. The ones that will stick by you through every season. And before you know it, you will realize you have year-long, close-knit relationships with certain people. So I want to break it down again. People are there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. God can put people in your life for a couple of reasons. And, and usually it's to inspire you, to evolve you, to get you to the next level, and to teach you a lesson. But usually a lesson that you have to learn to get to the next level. To show you the kind of friends you want or don't want. To show you the kind of friend you want to be or don't want to be. And sometimes when we become friends with people, they teach us about ourselves. Especially when you have a friend that either triggers certain parts of you or challenges you to be better, they're usually in your life to help you acknowledge certain parts of yourself so that you can elevate and grow from it. And so I can think of the people in my life who have been there to show me the kind of friend that I wanna be or to teach me why it's so important to set my own boundaries and even to show me the kind of friends that I don't want. Like you have to go through those relationships to find out what you really want in this life. I had a teacher, his name was Mr. McElroy, and I remember we were talking about relationships and he was telling me that every person you encounter that you decide to stick by, whether this is a friendship, whether it's a relationship, there's something that you like about that person. There's something that you like about them. There's something that you don't like about them. It's your job to make a list of what, what those things are so that you know what you're looking for in another person. I know at this stage in my life, actually, I have it written down. 
y'all, I'm telling y'all, write the vision, make it plain. If you listen to the mom friend, we talked about this a little bit, write the vision, make it plain. So I have my vision written down of what I want in my friends. And I'll be honest, it's based on what I have seen so far in my 20 years of living that I want more of and what I've seen that I don't want more of or how I feel when I'm around certain people or around certain environments. And really all I'm doing is asking God to put me in environments that surround me with the people that make me feel comfortable and creative. And I can say this list or this request is inspired by the friendships that I have and the friendships that I had. Like all the people who have been in my life to teach me a lesson, I have learned from them. Okay, now let's talk about a season. Now we know that life is not all rose petals and sunshine. You have your ups and you have your downs. And a lot of times God will put somebody into your life that seems to be the only person that connects with you or the only people that connect with you during a certain season of your life. And it's interesting because these are the friends, like these are reason and season are usually friends you outgrow. When it comes to a reason friend, when it comes to a friend that's there to teach you a lesson, it's more understandable when they have to leave your life, especially when you come to understand the lesson that they were there to teach you. But your season friends, I know at least for my season friends, we may not be as close, but we're still friends. You know, I still can reach out to them. I still talk to them. But it hurts when you're not as close because at one point, I know at least for me, my personal experience, I know at one point we were like tight, you know, two peas in a pod. And it's like that because in a way they've seen you grow. They've seen you persevere through certain trials and, they, and they've stood by you during those times. And so you... I don't know about anybody else, but I feel a certain type of loyalty to my seasoned friends because of the, the way they've added on and contributed to my life and my trials, the way they've been a shoulder for me to cry on, the way that they have listened every time I needed an ear. Like those, those friends I hold near and dear to my heart. Even if when that season passes, we are not as close those are relationships that I, that usually stick around. Like most of the friends that become your, that are your season friends will stick around and support you even after that season is up. Um, and you'll be able to do the same with them. The only unfortunate thing about a season friend is you don't understand that they are there for a season until they leave. Which I guess as you inspect your friendships later on, or as you get better at inspecting your friendships, you notice who might be there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. But, you know, when y'all learn that superpower, tap in with me. <laughs> tap in and let me know because it's a process. And it doesn't really always have to be a, a, a bad season of your life that you have to be going through to have seasoned friends. Like, I know for me, the friends that I had at the beginning of college are not exactly the same friends that I'm leaving college with. It's been no beef, no beef, no issues, no turmoil, no nothing. It's just as you grow, you will distance yourself from people. And it's not a, 
I'm better than you. I don't care about our friendship anymore. No. But your your growth will not allow you to sit in comfort with these people anymore. Like, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. You cannot grow where you are comfortable. And so when people are there in your life for a certain period of time, it's all fun and games until it's time for you to grow. And when it's time for you to uproot and take it somewhere else, that's just what you have to do. And if you don't, you're going to sit in a state of discomfort until you uproot and move. Okay, so now boom, lifetime friends. To be completely transparent, because I'm still in the process of understanding the difference between a season and a lifetime friend, I can only guarantee that I have one lifetime friend. And it's no diss to all my other friends. Love y'all. Love y'all deeply for a lifetime. But I'm talking about like a close-knit circle of people that you consistently feel connected with even when trials and tribulations go on, they stand by you. And that's my best friend. That's my best friend, Courtney. Like, let me take this time to appreciate Courtney. Courtney and I started being friends in the beginning of high school. And it's so funny because when we started out being friends, I tell her to this day, like, I did not think she was going to like me. And Courtney and I have been through our trials and tribulations. You know, we went through, I want to say we went through like two years of just, we each had our own seasons going on, but we kept in contact and we were still talking every day. And even when, even when it was a little tense in our messages, we still kept our relationship going. And now me and her, two peas in the pot, we consider ourselves to be soulmates. Like there's nothing and no one who can come between what she and I have because she has taught me lessons. She has been with me through seasons of my life. And now I know after she has been able to withstand the storm that is my life and stand by me and I've been able to stand by her, now I know that that is my lifetime friend. Now, I'm only 20. I've only had oh so many trials to know who my lifetime friends are. But even like my high school friends, and it's so funny to think that I'm not at high school anymore and so I call them my high school friends. But... Even even them, they're like family to me now. We had our seasons where, or at least I know for me, I had my seasons where I didn't love them as much as I do right now. Seasons where I liked them and seasons where I didn't like them. And even with that, we have remained connected. We have remained close. And every time I go home, they're who I look forward to seeing. So yeah, lifetime friends. Like I said, they've weathered the storm. They've taught you things and you've taught them things. And you've been able to stand by each other for a lifetime. And I think for me, it's hard to talk about or touch on lifetime friends because, you know, I've only lived so much life. But I know they exist. And I'm so excited to keep living and to see the people that God puts into my life that turned into my lifetime friends, especially after I have written the vision and made it plain. The friends that I want are very creatively driven, God-driven, purpose-driven. Like I am so excited to keep living and to keep experiencing new people and new relationships. But I do want to give a shout out to the friends I have now. Like I don't want to say all of this about 
new friends and, and high school friends and, and dismiss the people that God has put into my life now. College is stressful and you need people around you who can take that weight off of you without knowing that that's what they're doing. Like, you know, I'm always talking about last year because last year was a little tough, but my freshman and my junior year were an adjustment. And I remember I would have a long, freshman year, I would have a long day and I, you know, I would end the night with mock trial practice. So I would have all my classes, I would run around from meeting to meeting, and then I would have my trial. And my trial would end at about 9 o'clock. And my phone would die in the middle of practice. And even with my phone dead, I would walk over to one of my friends' room. Like, I didn't have to call, I didn't have to text, because we all knew that her room was the spot. <laughs> and I would walk over to my friend's room and knock on the door with my little dead phone go over, charge my phone, do my homework, and I would just sit there and decompress. And I don't even think she knows what that did for me my freshman year. Last year, last year, my junior year, I was just emotionally down. I was emotionally unmotivated. I just didn't want to do anything. And I, I was in the process of learning how to ask for help or how to accept help. And in that season, what I needed was community. And so I would text my friends like, hey, can we have a game night tonight? Like, can we just do something? And my friends, they came through for me. And so all of a sudden, within five minutes, we have already arranged a time, a, a room, what games we're playing, who's coming. And I don't even think they know how much that healed me on days where I just didn't want to do anything, on days where I normally will isolate myself. And that's the beautiful thing about seasoned friends is that they are there while you are growing. They are there while you go through the trials and you go through the tribulations and they help guide you into the right direction. Whether they know that's what they're doing or not, for better or for worse, seasoned friends guide you in the right direction. All of these friends actually guide you in the right direction and help you figure out what you want in this life, what you don't want in this life. Like really, seasoned friends are reason friends. And that's the funny thing about it. And so real quick, I want to stop because I talked about writing the vision and I talked about how I feel like I'm in a transition where, where I think I know the kind of people that I want God to put into my life. Um... And so I've actually been doing devotionals. And so I've been reading the book of Job, right? And so for the people who read the Bible or for the people who know Job, Job was going through it for like 29 chapters. I think there's 40 chapters in the book of Job, 43. I'm not sure. But my guy was going through it. And the Lord let him, like the Lord was just watching him go through it. Because he knew that Job was one of his strongest soldiers. And I know y'all know what I mean when I say that. Job was indeed the strongest soldier. And so Job starts losing everything. <laughs> Job starts losing kids. He starts losing cattle. He starts losing fortune. Job starts losing everything. Then he starts getting sick. His skin starts getting bad. It, it. Job starts going through it. 
And so when his friends hear that he is going through it, they travel to him and they sit with him. They sit with him in silence because they saw how in pain he was. They didn't say anything. They sat with him in silence. And then, hold on, let me get let me get my notes. Job is going through it. Job is inconsolable. The man is just cursing the day he was born, trying to figure out why the Lord is letting all these bad things happen to him. And his friends finally speak up and are like, wait, if you are a righteous man, why would God punish you? If you, you speak about being righteous and holy, yet you are cursing the day that you are born. When did your life get so bad that you would curse the day that you are born? Now, when you think about Job's life, it's like, well, the, 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 the man's skin, the man's skin is terrible. The, you know, the, the, the bugs on him, you know? I mean, his life is pretty bad, you know? You, you, you would think he has a justified reason to be sad and curse his life. But his friends are there to uplift him. And they give him his flowers. They say, when you were well, you strengthened others. And now we are here to strengthen you. Like, those are the kind of friends that I want. Those are the kind of friends that I need in my life. The friends who will strengthen me like I strengthen them. The friends who will hold me accountable when I'm slacking. When I'm slacking in my faith, when I'm slacking in my passion, when my creativity is down, I want people around me who can inspire me. I, I'm learning how to be very intentional about the things that I want in my life, especially the people. Because whether we realize it or not, people, people have so much energy. I think about it like a Venn diagram. You have one person with a whole aura of energy that you can feel. When you get around somebody who has a lot of energy or as we say like a big personality you can feel them and then you have another person with an aura and an energy and when you when they get close together physically emotionally when they get close together those energies touch and they interact with each other and how those energies interact will affect both individuals i want to be intentional about the energy that i am allowing near me and I say that to come back and say that me personally I want some Job well no 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 I want some friends like Job's friends so their names are Eliphaz the Temanite I pray I'm saying these right but Eliphaz the Temanite and Zophar the Namathite oh Eliphaz the Temanite and Zophar the Namathite those are the two friends that I've read so far. I'm only on chapter 11, so now I'm on chapter 12. So I, you know, I'm sure he has a, a lot more friends who are pouring life into him. But those are the friends that I want around me. In the season of life that I'm in where I'm on my way to my next level, I've started this podcast. I'm applying to law school. I'm about to, I'm literally about to change the locations in my life in the next couple of months. I want people around me who can stand by me during my transitions. I want people around me who can relate to me in an equally yoked way. That's been a that's been a new term that I that has come to my mind lately. Equally yoked. I want equally yoked friendships. And that just means friendships with people that hold similar standards as I do. 
We don't have to be the same person. We don't have to like the same things. None of that. But what do you have to lose in this life? How willing are you to step out on faith? Those are things I'm considering when it comes to friendships. And when we talk about seasoned friends, let me be the one to give you the inkling or the reminder that it's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to outgrow friends. It's hard and it hurts. And I know for me, I'm getting better at communication about why I distance myself from people the way that I do. And even that has been hard for me because it's hard having a conversation with somebody like, yeah, I don't feel like we're necessarily on the same page anymore. And sometimes it will be God ordained that you separate from people. Like if you don't take the initiative to separate yourself from people, when you know that the friendship is starting to expire, it will be God ordained that you stay away from those people. Something will always come up when y'all trying to hang out. Nobody will be on the same schedule. Or like when you come around them, you may be uncomfortable. Like it's okay, but don't ignore these feelings. Like if you are if you are in a season of growth and you know that, or if the people around you make you feel like you can't 100% be yourself around them, that's another thing. I was just talking to somebody last week and we got to the topic of friendships and how comfortable you could be. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about how you put on a front in different environments. You know, the way you act in class may not be the way you act at home. Not saying it should be, but it, it, that's just the truth. And I was telling them that in my time alone, because I feel like I've been spending a lot of time alone lately. In my time alone, I have learned so much about myself. And to not jump around from conversation to conversation. Sometimes we have to be alone to understand who we are so that we can have more intentional relationships, conversations, and people around us. So it's not always like, oh, I, oh, I've outgrown these people. Oh, I don't love these people anymore. Oh, me and these people are on different levels. It's I need to be alone so that I can evaluate these relationships and what I love about them and what I could change from them. And I can also evaluate what I need to grow as an individual. Okay, I don't know what just inspired me to say that, but I just had to say it. Anyway, in my time alone, because I feel like I've spent a lot, a lot of time alone, I'm learning things about myself that I love and that I don't want to give up because sometimes we get around other people and we hide certain parts of ourselves because we don't want them to judge us. We don't want them to look at us a certain type of way. We don't want them to see us do something and now they no longer want to have a relationship with us. These, these are all real things. And so I've learned that I like to dance. I like to dance. I like to dance. Like, like I like to I like the TikTok dances. I like to dance when I'm at home with no music. I like to 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 pop lock and drop it. Like I <laughs> I don't think I can dance. Like I used to praise dance and you know if you give me a line dance to do, I can do that. But I don't think I can dance. Like I'm not a great dancer, but I love to dance. And I was telling them that I want to find people around me who I can forget that they're there. I can be so myself that I forget that they're there. And I want them to have the same with me. Me, I'm a judgment-free person, so I want a judgment-free zone. So I want them to feel like they have a space in me where when they come around me, it don't have to be a front. You can be authentically you. If you want to do cartwheels around the living room, do your cartwheels around the living room. I don't care. 
I might join you. Who knows? And I feel like that's something we should all strive for in friendships, to be around people who you don't have to put a front on for or you don't have to hide certain parts of yourself for. You can be open, honest, and transparent about who you are, how you feel, and the transitions that are going on in your life. And those people will either stick by you or, or not. And the people who stick by you, I'm convinced that those are the people that become your lifetime friends. The people who can stand by you on your good days, your bad days, your transitional periods, when you're trying to find yourself, when you don't even know who you are anymore, like, those are the lifetime friends. Those are the people that you want in your life. I think this was a shorter conversation today because I tried to keep it more general and I tried not to spill my beans about my whole life. If you feel like you're looking for community or you're trying to figure out the kind of people that you want into your life, let me know. Send us a message. I, I want to hear from y'all. I want to hear from y'all. I want to have a conversation. You feel like you found your forever friend. Send this to your forever friend. Let them know you love them. Like those people, those people need to know that you love them. If you feel a sense of loneliness, like you want community, but you don't know where to find it. I'm going to say it again. Write the vision, make it plain and watch God put those people into your life. It's not instant, but it happens. You will get put in the right situations with the right people who will inspire you to do the right thing and cherish the people that you have around you. Whether they're there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, these people add something intense to your life. Most of the interactions that we have with people that we are close enough to call friends impact us for the rest of our lives. Cherish these people around you. Enjoy the moment with them. And let us know what you think about this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Remember, this is meant to be a conversation. So as much as I talk to you, I would love for y'all to talk back to me. Message us on Instagram and Twitter at WSDTMPod. Or send us an email at whatschooldidnteachme at gmail.com. Better yet, Send this episode to a friend and start the conversation there. And let's see what we can learn from each other. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Trust me, it matters. Oop, there goes the bell. I can't wait to hear from y'all and I'll see you next week.